Ladies and gentlemen, as the title suggests, we are uncertified financial planners. We are not professionals. I repeat, we are not professionals. Before you make any financial decisions, please contact an official certified financial advisor or planner. Ladies and gentlemen, start your engines. We are back. This time you didn't have to wait like two months. Um, Maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so, you know, as always, I'm Ethan, and I have my wonderful co-host. Jared. Of course. Uh, we are the Uncertified Financial Planners. Uh, definitely want to repeat that we are uncertified, so uh, <laughs> you did get a little message before we started today, but just re reiterating that. Um, yeah, so recently, you know, there's been some banks uh, going out of business. Um Oh, one of those crazy. Being, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of those being Silicon Valley Bank, which has honestly been the biggest one I've heard about a lot in the news. Uh, mm -hmm. Credit Suisse, I don't know if, that, if that's how you pronounce it, but S-U-I-S-S-E is also one of those. Suisse. Yeah, Suisse. I, see, I thought it had some weird pronunciation. Definitely doesn't. Credit Suisse, it's, it, I guess it sounds exactly like it looks, but the two big ones that I've heard of, oddly enough, I applied to one of those two, um, huh. not the SVB one. It was the uh, one I couldn't pronounce, uh, pronunciate. So I'm glad that that didn't work out because that would have been really weird to get kicked out of my job before I even started. Yeah, for real. So, I, uh, funny enough, applied for one of the jobs of the, the bank that bought them out, another Swiss bank, UBS. Really? Yeah, I didn't get it. Uh, screw them. Yeah. I'd I rather keep it in America. Yeah, no, definitely. I saw that they like bought them out. There's like 16 billion of the like Swiss franc that just evaporated. Yes, all the bondholders lost their money. Yeah, that's crazy. crazy, bro. It's a wild <laughs> time. It's a wild west right now. <laughs> yeah, that makes me laugh because that's really that's really unfortunate. <laughs> Don't but I mean, bonds. I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> they no, have their place. I, a teacher mentioned why, what what led to at least uh, Silicon Valley Bank's collapse. Um, it was it had to do with them either in long term bonds or maybe it was short term bonds, and they should have been oh, doing yeah. the opposite. They did the opposite of what they were supposed to be doing. I can't remember exactly the. We were way over leveraged towards long term yeah. bonds. That's right. Um, I've got the the uh, like a little little chart of the federal funds rate pulled up. From the past year, it's been just over a year since they started going crazy on the the interest rates. Mm -hmm. um, so the federal funds federal funds rate is what the government charges banks on their loans, like loans to banks, and that um, sets determines like what interest they can offer their customers. So Silicon Valley Bank, this it's kind of it's crazy how it's all connected. It kind of goes back to like stimulus and the. Build back better stuff. Um, you remember that? Definitely, definitely. Um, no, yeah, I definitely do. Like giving all the money to small businesses to stay alive or whatever. Well, SVB is in you know Silicon Valley. You had all these tech startups, and they um, 
there was like a threefold increase in deposits in 2020, right? Uh, so without having invested all those deposits, it was pretty much just a liability for Silicon Valley Bank to just hold that money, you know, because you pay it out to people and, and interest payments for their savings account or whatever. So they needed something to provide equal income. So they didn't just lose it all. Okay. Does that make I'm sense following. so far? I'm following. I'm yeah. following. Definitely confusing, uh, but I'm following. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had all this money that was costing them to hold it. Um, so they bought government bonds to gain interest back so they could basically profit on all the money they were holding. Okay. Um, and this was two years ago. So the, the T-bill, the Treasury bond at that time was like 1.5% interest. Lo and behold, two years later, um, federal funds rates 5%, average interest rates probably 6.7 or 7%. Um, so they were losing money on 30-year bonds that they were tied up with that no one wanted because they were 5% below the rate. So they had to sell all these bonds at a loss when people were requesting their money back, withdrawing all these tech startups were withdrawing money. Um, so SVB was in a liquidity crunch and they had to they had to go bankrupt. They had to default in that government intervention. Yeah, that's big time. Um, yeah. So everybody above $250,000 has lost their money because that's as high as FDIC insures. Right, and I also feel like recently I've started to hear more about banks that aren't FDIC, like yeah, that would be. So that that's uh, something to keep your eye out as as well, because you know most of the listeners probably don't have two hundred fifty thousand dollars no in a bank, anyways. But but proportionally losing ten k to something like this, I mean, and yeah, let's say like right, like like let's say right now I had ten thousand dollars in my bank account is everything I had because I wanted to hold it in my checking for whatever reason. That's gone. Yeah, you don't have a bank that's FDIC assured. Uh, I believe insured. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, but yeah, just a quick like simple search on the Wall Street Journal. These headlines: Eleven banks deposit billions to rescue First Republic Bank. Another one that's starting to crumble. Uh, banks are risky. Silicon Valley Bank's risk officer was AWOL. Uh, banking crisis leads small businesses to stress test their banks. Uh, this is opinion article, but it's banks aren't busting the economy. Politics are busting the economy. That's uh, true. Or, Drum uh, yeah, and po politics are busting banks is actually what it says. But I, I agree still that it's busting the economy as well. Uh, and that kind of leads us to our, our second point, not that we're done with banks, but uh, this was just some, something that can tie in. And that is yeah. what interest rates are doing and the fact like the factor that interest rates and rising interest rates play uh, yeah in this in this it has a big role um you know recently i think the uh just actually rose them again like this week uh maybe yeah. two, two days ago he's in hot water too a quarter uh, percentage or yeah a quarter basis point so 25.25 right i think that's how that would go yeah which is definitely lower from the 0.75. I think he actually at one point did a full point as well. And, you know, the half basis point rises that we've been seeing. 
maybe that's signaling that we're coming to an end on the on the interest rate rises. I mean, or raises. They've they've not really done much, from what I can tell. Like our economy's not. I mean, it's definitely not where it was, but it still no. feels hasn't had as big of a pullback as they probably were hoping. So they need to start looking for other things to do. I think it's it's a uh, they're they're on very very thin ice because what the Fed. Which, by the way, is not a government entity. The Fed is its own thing. There's government ties, but it's not, you know, control. It's not the Treasury. Just, just to clear that up for listeners. Um, but they're trying to slow the economy, to slow inflation, and and one of the byproducts of slowing this economy is is bank runs. Because uh, when you when you tell people they can earn more holding their money than they can doing stuff with it, they, um. No, no, no. When you tell people, I said that wrong. When you tell people it costs more to borrow their money than to, and they can make doing stuff with it, they want to withdraw their money. They don't want to loan it out, you know? That's the idea, and that's creating quite the crunch on a lot of banks. Yeah, and a big thing, like, you know, we know, like, you know, Fifth Third Bank, Truist, we know these big banks, Bank of America. There's also smaller banks that are having to survive throughout this as well. Yeah. So everyone is being affected. Like smaller banks, yeah. like regional and local banks account for nearly 40% of all lo- or lending, I should say, uh, in America. So like yeah. everyone's being impacted by this. Um, and, it, it, you know, smaller banks are playing a critical role. Um the economy like it's not like they have the mark like this tiny little sliver of the economy they're affecting like they are they have a critical role uh-huh. and and seeing all of this you know, go as it as it is down as it is it kind of is raising risks for a recession yeah we already are in one but uh as we saw from you know, the last few gdps i think we started to turn things around with a positive GDP in the fourth quarter, I believe. I don't know if the first quarter has come out. I feel like it should have, but I'm not totally Probably sure. Probably should have. Uh, I'm not totally sure, though. So yeah. I'm not going to say anything without knowing. But so, uh, you know, technically, I feel like we're out of a recession. We had a brief one. So, yeah. Uh, but this is raising concerns for, a, you know, a bad recession, in my opinion. You know, banks, banks are starting to crumble. It's very similar to what we saw in 2008. So it's very risky. Be aware of that when you get into the stock market if you aren't already in the stock market. So, um, but I'm looking for more things about this bank crash uh, or collapse. So I'm interested, and I do not know exactly what to do. Say, proceed. Um, I'm not sure if I'm uh, picking up what Ethan's saying here, but uh, what all of this is saying is that most of um, most of the banking crisis is, in a sense, a self-fulfilling prophecy because these banks have these liquidity crunches they get bankrupt they need bailout 
because everybody's trying to withdraw their money when this is in a sense going as the as the Fed is planning it. The goal is to stop spending money as much. That's what interest rates are trying to do. Um, they want to discourage loans and investment in investment in the GDP sense, not stocks, bonds kind of stuff. Um, that that's their that's their goal in this is to slow down the economy and lower inflation in the process. That's the point, the function of uh, of uh, federal interest rates. Um, when people get freaked out by this and say, "Oh no, it's a banking crisis, everything's going downhill," it's like 2008, it's like 1932, uh, which no one was even alive for 1932. But you know that was the Great Depression. Um, it's it's. It's a it's a dog chasing its tail, you know. Um, it's kind of spoke into being by withdrawing money and freaking out and causing these quote unquote bank runs. Um, but and I'm sure that Ethan was saying something along those lines, and uh, he's having some construction at his house. So, Wi-Fi might have gone out, but it might okay. Be hey, we're back. We're back. We're back. We are back. Great. Yes. Was, sorry, I, I left you on. I did. I'm sorry, I left you yeah. on a on a hook there. That was craziness. Uh, yeah, she got left on verbal red. I know. That's <laughs> worse for that dude. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was saying something very similar. Like people are going to start to panic, say that this is similar to 2008. Maybe it is, uh, and it's something that you need to be aware of. Is basically what I was just saying. Yeah, so we're on the same on the same uh, path, but hey, um, markets were up this week, I believe, right? Uh, overall, I believe they were slightly higher than they used to be, which is always good. Um, I can check to make totally sure, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, they're finally recovering after the, what I've been seeing. Um, that they're finally responding after these, uh, after the bank runs and after the interest rates. Yeah, everything was up today. Yeah, it was up today. Oh, Sorry to make you sound like an absolute silly willy, um, but pending tomorrow, we may basically break even this week. Yeah, S and P five hundred is down nine point nine seven dollars. So yeah, uh, but it, I mean, before today, uh, we were looking very good. Yeah. So who knows? Brutal, so um, it's just kind of all over the place. I think a few, like a month or two ago, we had talked about how we're going to stop making recommendations because everything's kind of on fire right now, yeah. and uh, still the same, in my opinion. Yeah, no, no recommendations for me, uh, other than you already know it's Ford, baby. Uh, Always no, and I'm forever. Just, I'm just teasing. Um, I would like to stay away from recommendations until we can figure out what's going on. Um, Build a Bear was awesome this month, or I guess the beginning yeah. of this one. Good for me, but yeah, we touched on that yeah. last episode, I believe, or maybe two episodes ago. Actually, two episodes ago yeah. was like six months ago. So <laughs> feels like a long time ago because yeah, it's it been was. crazy. Yeah, but this is, I feel like, a more brief episode. Uh, just wanted to update on on the banking situation and uh, yeah. and just stuff like that. So, I got one last question for Ethan, just to kind of give these ears some insight. Um, how how uh, how do you maintain being a Tennessee fan in the March Madness? 
when they are obviously the worst team in existence? Yes, that is a great question. Um, maybe in an alternate universe, you would be asking a accurate question. <laughs> that is a great question because Tennessee is the best team on the bracket. No <laughs> other team that is still alive right now other than maybe Alabama, but no other team alive right now in this bracket is even coming close in comparison to Tennessee, and that's them playing without their point guard. So um, what I have to tell you is this, my prediction for the rest of the bracket from the t uh, Tennessee's perspective. Tennessee, they're going to run away game against FAU. Kansas State, hopefully – you know, we're all secretly rooting for Kansas State, other than Garrett because they beat Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, uh, I cried. <laughs> yeah. So Kansas State, I'm hoping, will beat Michigan State, but I don't care. Bring, literally put the best team on the court against us. We'll beat them. So Tennessee's going to play Kansas State, and Tennessee will absolutely run away with it. Again, uh, leading them into the Final Four. There, I believe they would play Alabama, uh, assuming Alabama – you know, wins their games that they're supposed to. Um, and this is where it becomes crazy. Tennessee loses to Alabama, and Alabama wins the tournament what? after proceeding to the championship. I will be honest, uh, you know, in the last five, last five March Madness, uh, I guess, championships or whatever, um, there has been the, uh, the one seed as the winner, so the last five. So more than likely, a one seed will win. I think the only ones left are Houston and it's lost. So, yeah, Houston and Alabama are the only two left. So it's got to be one of them. My money's on Alabama. So uh, Tennessee's yeah. going to give them a, a run for their money, though. That's my, that's my opinion. And then when football yeah. season comes, football season comes, we're number one in the entire country again, and we win the national championship, um, you know, beating like 100 teams in the playoffs. Then we'll be, some uh, bold predictions. We'll be very happy. Undefeated season, and we're going to win it all. So that's my prediction for football. Mm. Well, we'll see how that ages in the oh, few months. Oh, and one more, one more, uh, one more. Joe, yep. Milton, Joe Milton wins Heisman. He's quarterback. We, we will see. We will see. Uh, Those are my predictions for Tennessee. What was last year's? I should have won the Heisman. Hudson something. Uh, it was Hendon Hooker. That was that should have Hendon Hooker. Been in the, should have been in the finalists. Uh, but they put Stetson yeah, in hurt. and Max Duggan over him, which was very very sus. But anyway, hey, it's okay. It's whatever. It's whatever, well, bro. That'll wrap it up for this episode. Um, uh, keep betting on March Madness and um. Make some money that way because stocks are all over the place. Yep, definitely find some other hobbies and interests right, right now. And just let what you have, just trust what you have and let it ride. Don't, don't pay much attention on it. Bake some bread or something. Is that? Searching through the lost and found I can't be found I'm way too high up off the